Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Spoonful One. Spoonful One's mission is to stop a food allergy before it starts. And we are so happy to have them as a part of the Moms on Call podcast again this season. We've shared a lot about how easy and thorough Spoonful One is to safely introduce your baby to common allergens. But we haven't talked a lot about the science. Here's how Spoonful One works. Spoonful One works in the tummy to help introduce common food allergens early. During the immune system's development, they have precisely portioned the proteins in Spoonful One so that each serving is large enough to safely increase the production of IgG4, which are good, protective antibodies. When eating Spoonful One, 16 foods are introduced to a child's immune system. The immune cells in the stomach begin to recognize the foods. When eaten on an ongoing basis, Spoonful One teaches the immune system that the 16 foods are just foods, not allergens. Spoonful One covers the food groups associated with over 90% of food allergies. Before Spoonful One ever reaches your baby's belly, every product is tested up to three times to ensure it meets or exceeds national and international standards for food safety and protein integrity. We are confident that we are giving you only the best for your baby. Spoonful One has an exclusive offer just for Moms on Call listeners. Go to SpoonfulOne.com backslash Moms on Call for more information and your exclusive offer of 35% off their award winning products. <laughs> Hi, moms. This is Jessica, and I live in Spokane, Washington. I love your books. I love your podcast. And I hope you can help me understand what the different colors of baby bowel movements mean and if there's any that I should be alarmed about. In the past couple of weeks alone, we've seen shades of green. We've seen shades of dark brown. We've seen shades of light brown. And the consistency has been kind of all over the place. He seems healthy, but is there a certain color or consistency that would warrant a call to the pediatrician? Thank you so much. Jessica, well, we love you too, and we love this question. We love poop talk. Let's have a little poop talk, shall we? We definitely talk more about poop, I think, than probably anybody else. I have a funny story. When I was doing one of the... um Laura, you and I were at uh, one of the very first places we ever did a toddler conference. One family came up to me afterwards. I don't know what kind of magic they thought I had, but the question was, our two-year-old has an older brother. I think the brother was maybe 13, a much older brother. And he likes to bring up poop at the dinner table, the word. And our two-year-old keeps laughing at that word. What can we do? And I thought, you think I have the power to make the word poop not funny? (laughs) 
I don't know how I convinced you that that might be within my powers, but I hate to inform you, I cannot make that word not funny, especially to boys of any age. Any age. And being the mom of all these boys, there's Mm. lots of poop talk and fart Mm. talk all Mm. around our table. And guess what? It's funny. It's just funny when it's coming out of those kids' mouths. Wrote a book about it. Super duper pooper. pooper. But this is something that I think we need to to talk about. Let's talk about what is normal. And normal has this wide range, right? So wide. It can be from yellow to dark brown to green to orange if they're eating sweet potatoes. Well, look, when they get old enough to... Go into the foray of, you know, Starburst or Skittles or what have you. I know those things are trouble these days, but look, they're in colors that will turn the poop all kinds of, of shades. shades of colors. Yes, but there are some that we are concerned about. So this is a great question, and we do address this. And um, book one and book two, if you haven't gotten the Moms on Call books, let us just say that we broke those down into the poop. What is it? What do you do about it? When do you call the doctor? When do you get concerned about constipation, about diarrhea? So we really break this down really simply in our resources, and we love it. Here's some of the things that we say. So, Laura, let's first talk about consistency. So with consistency, it can be from watery liquid all the way to nice, firm bowel movements. The point we're going to get concerned about that is if it is exploding out of their diaper several times a day, right? If it's so watery that you can't keep it in that diaper several times a day, you want to touch base with the pediatrician. If it's hard little bitty rocks, if it's those little pebbles and they're, you know, now pushing and straining is normal, but if it's hard little bitty pebbles, then again, that's a reason for us to kind of look at diet and look at the relief measures and talk to your pediatrician and see if we can't get that a little more loose. Yeah. So the colors, there are about two colors that we kind of get worried about. And of course, bright red blood. If we see more than a teaspoon of bright red blood or even you know, specks or smears of bright red blood, two to three separate stools, then definitely we're bringing that up. Um, And it's so funny because I know a lot of you are at home going, yes, of course, if I saw bright red blood in my child's diaper, I am calling the doctor. I don't need, you know, a book to tell me. Um, But sometimes we do because some of it can look kind of darker. And then an interesting thing, and we have to clarify this because of where we live. We are in Georgia. And clay here in Georgia is orange. That is not the clay (laughs) color we're talking about. We are talking about that white, chalky, chalky, grayish, white, chalky colored stool. That That would be our consideration for what we call clay colored. If you're having consistently kind of that chalky gray color, then we definitely want to check in with your pediatrician. And anytime that you're worried, we always say this, you have such great intuition. And as pediatric nurses who have fielded thousands upon hundreds of thousands of questions over our long career, there really isn't a dumb question. If you're not sure, ask. Nowadays, we can even send pictures. The other stool that I would say we need to maybe touch base is that black tar-like stool. Yes. So the first few times you give bananas to your child, that stool's going to change and it's going to have some black flecks in it. It's going to look a little funky. But if you've got that consistent black 
tar type stool. And, and the best way that we can describe it is it, I mean, looks like roofing tar. It's shiny and sticky. We want to make sure that we're touching base with your pediatrician. And again, we can't say it enough. If you're worried, call your doctor. But those are some of those high level things that we definitely watch for. And then the last thing we're going to end on is frequency. Here's the thing about stools, and we have answered this so many times, because stools can be normal as frequently as every feeding to as infrequently as about once a week. Like, that is the widest range of normal. Like, how is that helpful at all? Well, how am I supposed to know when to worry when it's that broad? <laughs> well, you know, I had twins that were the every, um, well, six times a day, that even more than they ate, oh they gosh. would each poop. And we could afford a car payment when I was done paying for those diapers. But yeah, we did 12 to 16 dirty diapers a day. They had these effective metabolisms. And I'm sure they're horrified to hear me talking yeah. about this on a podcast. It has since changed as they've grown. Well, maybe, maybe we should ask. Maybe that's a question we'll ask. <laughs> Let's call Let them. me text them. But it does help. So if you're that mom and, you know, one of your children is pooping four or five times a day and another one is once a week. And the one that's once a week does a lot of grunting. They have a lot of gas and you're trying to figure out which one of these kids has the problem <laughs> that's doing it too much or the one that's doing it what seems to be not enough. They can both really be in the realm of normal. Take a look at the Moms on Call resources. We really break this down, hopefully in a way that is really simple to understand and gives you the basic information you're looking for. Hey, my name is Caroline Coe and I'm from Dothan, Alabama. I have a second baby boy due at the end of April and my current son just turned two at the end of January. He is still in his crib and he's never tried to climb out. So I was wondering if I should leave him put or try to transition him to a big boy bed um, before the baby comes or just leave him in the crib as long as possible. And that way um, our newborn could just use the pack and play until he's ready to get out of the crib. Um, thank you. Well, Caroline, this is absolutely a question that most of our parents have just because we have another kid coming and we've got to get the crib and we've got to get things going. So we want to make sure that one, if he's staying in that crib, let him stay in the crib as long as possible. Now, we always say usually around that three-year mark is when we start to get them out um, unless you have to have that crib for that new baby. But Man, having them in that crib is pretty nice if they're not climbing out yet. Hey, my name is Abby. Um, I have my daughter. Her name is Emma. She is currently seven months old, and she used to sleep from 8 to 5 a.m. from, like, four months to six months. Now she's waking up at, like, two and then again at four. And I thought it might have just been a growth spurt, but it's been going on for about two weeks now. Any advice would help out. Thanks. 
Hey, Abby. We just want to make sure of a couple of things. We want to make sure she's healthy, of course. We want to make sure that she's in footed pajamas. Maybe she's trying to figure out how to navigate this crib, and maybe she's having a new developmental breakthrough, right? Learning how to sit up, learning how to maybe even start to, to find that comfy spot in that bed. So giving her the opportunity to do that. We want to make sure you're using that consistent routine so that her body knows how to tell time. I would also look at the time that she's going to bed. You might want to consider bringing that down to about 7.30 or so. It is amazing how um, sleep does not shift. It expands in developmentally appropriate increments. And so if there is a way that we can, yeah, get that to 7.30, actually, she may sleep later. And, you know, sometimes you're getting up at five because you got to get going and you have to, you know, start your day or get to work or what have you. But, um, you know, if you want to sleep a little bit later than that, getting to bed a little bit earlier seems so counterintuitive, but very, very effective. Sharing some of our most popular tips and tricks. This is the Moms on Call Spotlight, presented by Spoonful One. Tummy time is just a great way to kind of burn off some energy. They love to get that exercise in, especially in the evening under six months of age when they get really fussy. This is a great time to allow that frustration to motivate them to meet a developmental milestone. So, the great things about it is that they're using and developing new muscle systems and they get to see the world and your face from a different perspective. This Moms on Call Spotlight was presented by Spoonful One. Parenting is hard. Spoonful One helps make it easier. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.